Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. This is Jeremiah Johnson, your host. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, we're diving into 2019. How are you guys doing so far? Hopefully you're having a good year. I hope you're fasting and praying. I hope you're reading your Bible. I hope you're starting some new habits and disciplines. Today, we're going to talk about conflict resolution, and that's why I decided to keep the music nice and happy and peppy and Hopefully you felt like, oh, this is going to be a cool show. Well, we're going to dive into it today. Conflict resolution. Uh, How many of you enjoy conflict? Uh, Hopefully your answer to that is no. And if you love conflict, then you're kind of a weird person. All right. But here's the reality. We are going to have to deal with conflict. I, as a pastor, as a minister, it's one thing, no matter what job I've been in, you know, I've been a youth pastor, worship pastor, senior pastor done missions. And in all of those environments, I've had conflict and I've had to deal with conflict. I don't know that I've been a champion in all of it. I know that I've done right and I know that I've done wrong. And I know today there's conflict that I've walked through with individuals and people. And I feel like I'm still in the right. I'm sure they feel like they're in the right. But what what do we do with conflict? Because no matter what, whether it's, again, this is going to happen on every level, not just in church, but it's going to happen with our wife. It's going to happen with our children. And we need to learn to uh, embrace it from the sense that we need to deal with it. And so I don't want to give you a bunch of opinions. I'm just going to read some Bible verses and I'm going to give you just some encouragement with that today. And I hope that we will strive to be godly people that effectively deal with conflict resolution. Man, I, I hang out with a lot of pastors. I've been in the ministry for a little bit of time. And I tell you what, it breaks my heart uh, how much division and conflict there is at times in the body of Christ and our relationships with one another. And the only way we can change that is by changing us. Amen. So here we go. Let's read some scripture. Let me give you some encouragement and I'll let God deal with you accordingly. All right. (laughs) I know he needs to deal with me, right? Matthew chapter 18 verses 15 to 17. It says, if your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens to you, you have one uh, your brother, but if he does not listen to you, take one or two, one or two more with you, so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every fact may be confirmed. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him, let him be to you as a Gentile and as a tax collector. All right, here's the simplest way to deal with conflict that we never do, and I know why because it's just easier not to. If you are in conflict, if you have disagreement, the Bible tells you you're supposed to go to that person. And it's amazing how our instant reaction, and listen, everything I'm going to say in this podcast, I'm guilty of, hand raised, I've done before. But, you know, the, our natural, instinctual, physical, carnal reaction is not to go to the brother or sister in Christ. It's to go to someone else. It's to call someone else. It's to get someone on our side. And I tell you what, I've dealt with so much conflict where, simply put, the person has not honored this principle in the word and just simply gone to that person. So let me give you an encouragement. If you have a beef, if you have an encouragement, if you uh, or, or encouragement, yeah, go to them too. But if you if you have an offense, what you need to do biblically is go to that person before you go to your pastor, before you go to your best friend, before you go to whoever. I mean, maybe the only thing that I think would be acceptable is if you're married that you might, you know, pray with your wife and your spouse about it. But beyond that, you need to go to that person and say, 
here's my deal, man. Like I'm mad at you. you this hurt me. What, whatever it is, you, you owe it to that person and to God to do what he's told you to do and go to that person. I mean, I've, as a pastor, like I said, I've had with people, they come in to my office or connect with me and start talking about this person and that they're offended and et cetera, et cetera. And I say that simple phrase, have you talked to that person? And I'll tell you what, an overwhelming majority of the time that individual will say, no, I haven't talked to that person. I tell you what, if we would just, uh, conflict could be eliminated so much easier if we would just simply go to the person, express it, you know, like, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I would, I would appreciate that. I know you would appreciate that, right? If that person that is mad, that's offended or hurt by you, if they would come to you, wouldn't that be just so much more helpful? I mean, there's been times where people have been mad at me, frustrated at me, and they go talk to everyone else but me. And I tell you what, that, that doesn't help in conflict. It just, it just propels it. It perpetuates it, right? So here's the deal. Talk to that person. And if you need to get the secondary person, but I, we just need to do simply what the Bible says. If you're mad, you're upset, you're offended, go to the person. That's what you're supposed to do. And I tell you what, over and over and over and over and over and over again in church, we do not do this. And it facilitates conflict so deeply. I can't, I can't even explain it. All right. So go to the person. If, if you need to, Take another person with you. And I hope at the end of it that you can lay it down and that you can let it be there and not go any further than that. You know, I've had moments where I've sat down with a person and then I get other people involved and, and just it, it, we never resolve the conflict. But this is the number one lesson that we just simply need to do as the body of Christ. If you're offended, if you're mad, you, you need to call, don't text them, don't message them on Facebook, go to the person, sit down with them face to face. I don't love it. There's been multiple, multiple times where I've had to have the difficult choice of going to that person and say, Hey, I need to talk. And, and sometimes it's on my end. Sometimes it's on at their end. Sometimes I'm not, sometimes they're the offended one and I have to take uh, I have to be take initiative to go to them. So could you do that? I'm, I tell you what, so much conflict. I don't know, 99% might be too much, but an overwhelming majority of conflict would simply go away if we would just go to one another. Amen? All right. The next one is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 to 7. It says, love is patient. Love is kind and it's not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. We're going to have to, when we're dealing with conflict, we're going to have to go in, not guns blazing, but we have to go in with love. And that's the unfortunate mistake that I can make at times that we can make is that, you know, we're in conflict with someone and rather than saying, you know what, God help me to just love this person and that we can bring this conflict to an end. What do we do? We go in guns blazing. We're ready to throw down. We're ready to make sure that our point is proven and that we are right and they are wrong and et cetera, et cetera. But God, let our, I pray that we can come out of conflict and love each other. You know, I'm really bothered. It was a few years back. I was sitting down with a minister that would be on a higher level than me in terms of a position in my organization and my fellowship and my denomination. And I was sitting down with this guy and we were talking about conflict and 
you know, he's just like, uh, you know, just em- embrace it. It is what it is. And, and I was like, man, I don't want to accept that conflict is acceptable. I mean, I understand we're going to go through conflict, but I want out of conflict, not just to be like, it's going to happen, deal with it, move on, but rather that we would love each other and that we could go through conflict successfully and come out on the other side, redeemed and restored and in right standing with one another, right? Um, James chapter one, verse 19, it says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Another huge thing as we're dealing with conflict. I tell you what, it's so easy to want to in that moment, hit the send button, you know, send a text, respond. And I tell you what, if you have to pull back, it's good. You know, so I kind of make the rule that if I get a nasty email, if I get a nasty text, I really have to discipline myself not to react to that right away. Because Reality is I'm going to, my first reaction is going to be that of my flesh and not of the spirit. I'm going to, I'm going to, because it's our natural response. We want to, at least for me, I don't know about you, but I want to fight for myself. I want to defend myself. If someone's coming against me, my instinct is not to just be loving, but it's to be like, Hey man, you can't be talking to me like that. Right. And, but we have to be saying, okay, pull back, pull back here, be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. So I just encourage you and if you're, heading into conflict, take a step back, make sure that you're not just, you're going to operate out of the wrong spirit and out of the wrong mindset. It's like someone I was talking to the other day is like, made a good point is like, I don't want to step into something and have a conversation and start saying things where I'm going to have to repent for them later because I just wasn't thinking and I wasn't in the right emotional state to deal with that conflict. All right. So just another one, Uh, Ephesians 429, let no unwholesome word Proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as good for the edification according to the need of the moment so that it will be, it will give grace to those who hear it. I want you to, I want always you to remember that. And and I need to remember this too, right? I'm talking to myself. God is listening to us. All right. God hears my words in my conversations. He knows my thoughts, but I often do that. Sometimes if I am Okay, I've been in times where I'm talking with my board or leaders about conflict or conflict in regards to an individual, and we are talking about that individual when they are not there. And I always try to, at the end of that conversation, make sure and say in prayer and just say, Lord, we've been talking about Jeremiah and our frustration with him, etc. And we've had to talk about that in terms of our leadership and our ministry. God, I pray that we would not say anything we haven't said anything that we wouldn't say to his face. I guess that's kind of a rule that that I think is healthy and good. Is like, don't be saying anything about that person that you're having conflict with that you wouldn't directly say to them to their face. So it's like, okay, all right, uh, you know, if I'm maybe I do because there are there are certain times and moments where we need the wisdom. I know that I'm going through conflict and I've you know, called another pastor or something like that and said, give me some advice. And, but you know, I want to make sure that the things that I say to anyone else regarding that individual and the conflict that we might have, that I'm man enough, that I'm willing enough to say that to their face too. Otherwise I just, I just think that's wrong. All right. Ephesians chapter four, 26, it says, be angry, uh, uh, be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Listen, we are people We're we're emotional we're going to get in conflict, um, but we, we got to deal with it. You know, we just, that, that's the one thing I'd say I could say about conflict too, is just 
just deal with it. Sometimes we we walk away from it, we don't deal with it, and then just it perpetuates, it grows, and then it becomes something bigger. It's almost similar to any of you that are VeggieTales fans. It's like the rumor weed, you know, that they, they didn't deal with the rumor weed and it kept growing and getting bigger. It was so small. And if they would have just dealt with it when it was small, it could have been easier to deal with. We just let it grow and we let it grow and we let it grow and we let it grow. I want to tell you, one this is 100% true. If we do not deal with conflict, it's not going to go away. It's not going to disappear. And it will just simply grow and grow and get bigger and bigger. So then finally, when we do have to deal with it, well, man, it could be bad because, I mean, just landmines and bombs could go off. And there's there's a strong potential that will never bring resolution to that conflict because we just didn't deal with it. And I think that's a good scripture. I've tried to preach through this one several times in the last several years. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Peacemakers are not these quiet, gentle, being a peacemaker is not a personality type. Being a peacemaker is someone, in my opinion, biblically, who's willing to to stand for peace and takes the initiative to bring peace in regards to circumstances and situations. So listen, peacemakers are people who see conflict and say, you know what, we're going to end with, we're going to deal with this and we're going to end it because I want peace and I want to be a peace maker. All right. So just different things. And and the one I want to just wrap up, this is just quick little encouragement for you today. And there's, there's a bunch of other scriptures on that. But the other day as a church, we were reading through James chapter four. And I think this is one of those passages of scripture that just completely nails it in terms of conflict. James chapter four, verse one, it says, where do you think your fighting and endless conflict come from? Let me ask you that before we get the answer. And you probably read it before, but appease me for just a second. Where does conflict come from? Where does it come from? Well, here's what the Bible says. Don't you think that they originate in the constant pursuit of gratification that rages inside each of you like an uncontrollable militia? So here's the reality. Conflict comes from your selfishness. It comes from your selfish desires. It comes from what you want. Verse two says, you crave something that you do not possess, so you murder to get it. You desire the things that you cannot earn, so you sue others and fight for what you want. And here's here's the classic one, which I know some of you have read before. You do not have because you have chosen not to ask. And what happens is when we don't get what we want in, in specifically in the life of church, then we start trying to get other people on our team. We start stirring up conflict. We start putting things on Facebook. We start saying bad things about the leader, the pastor, et cetera, et cetera, rather than just laying it at the feet of God. Now, again, here's what, here's what I want to encourage you to be very careful because some people will be like, well, I just, I'm just going to pray about it and I'm just going to release it to the Lord. And you know what? The reality is you never, we never deal with that issue. We don't really release it to the Lord. We just try and act super spiritual about it. And then the conflict is still embedded in our soul. The reality is if it's there, we need to go to that person we need to deal with it and we need to present it to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I've had these emotions and I've had this feeling, but I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to seek you. And here's, here's the kicker with this verse as well. In verse three, it says, when you do ask, you still do not get what you want because your motives are all wrong because you continually focus on self-indulgence. And man, that's a challenge to our prayer life, isn't it? That's why I pray in the spirit a lot. That's why I pray in tongues a lot, because I know that there's just going to be a natural tendency for me to ask what I want as opposed 
to saying, Lord, what do you want? Lord, what's your will? All right. So we have to challenge that. All right. Verse four says, you are adulterers. Don't you know that the making, making friends with this corrupt world order is open aggression towards God? So anyone who aligns with this bogus world system is declaring war against the one true God. Do you think it is empty rhetoric when the scripture says the spirit that lives in us is addicted to envy and jealousy? You may think that the situation is hopeless, but God gives us more grace when we turn away from our own interest. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace on to the humble and we have to humble ourselves. Here's a story I'm going to close with in terms of conflict. And I'm not mentioning any current or semi-current stories because I don't want to feel like anyone who'd listen to this podcast is thinks I'm calling anyone out. But my very first job, I was a youth pastor in Northern California at a church called Susanville Assembly of God. Great experience. Shout out to anyone at Susanville Assembly of God who's listening to this podcast. Yay. Anyway, Pastor James is the pastor there. Great guy. He was a children's pastor at the time. Anyway, I came on staff there um, and I was really at that time hired more by the board than the pastor, I think, in that regards. And so I come on staff at this church and I come in guns blazing and I'm trying to do all these wild, crazy things as a, as a youth pastor. And I could see that I don't want to say the pastor and I were in conflict, but at the time there was conflict between him and the board and, and it affected our relationship. And anyway, a year into me being at that church, that pastor resigned and he stepped away and I never really said goodbye to him. We never had a parting. And then, so he leaves, right? And it didn't feel like him and I left on good terms. And so here we go. We, you know, we're part of the sums of God. And so I see him at different conferences and things like that. And, and I didn't just see him, but it was like, every time I was at a conference, I'd like open up the elevator door and he's standing right there. I'd go to dinner. He's right there. And it was always awkward because there was just this thing, this conflict that existed between us and we just weren't willing to deal with it. And so finally, uh, one day I was at a district council that is just a gathering of pastors that I was just convicted about that. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of seeing pastor. His name is pastor Larry. Um, and this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired of seeing pastor Larry Rust was his name. He's gone to be with the Lord now, but I'm, I'm tired of seeing pastor Larry Rust. And, you know, it's just weird. It's awkward. I know there's conflict there and we're not willing to deal with it. And so I was just convicted. So finally we were taking communion as a bunch of pastors, hundreds, cause that was a large district. And finally I was just so bothered that I went up to him and I'm just like, man, I'm sorry for anything that I did. I know that I was young and experienced. Would you forgive me? And he said, yes. And we just kind of went on our way. Now here's the deal from that experience. Number one, I was really hoping that him and I would just like both start crying and weeping and hugging each other and, you know, just be this magical moment. And that wasn't necessarily so, right? I mean, he's just like, yeah, okay, I forgive you. It's okay. And I was a little bit bummed out, but here's the, the things that I take away from that moment that I think that's important to share with you today is that number one, as I did what Matthew said, is that there was conflict between us. There was unresolved there was an unresolved something there. And rather than continue to see each other and just be awkward and weird, somebody had to take the step of going and saying, I'm sorry. And I want to encourage you that right now, right now you might be in conflict with someone. And I'll tell you how, you know, is if, if you 
see that person at Walmart and you have to all run the other direction or you can't look each other in the eye or you can't have a conversation. There's something wrong there, man. There's conflict. You need to deal with it. And at some point, someone in that relationship is going to have to step up and say, let's talk about this, man. I don't know what's going on. And just say sorry. All right. And it's it's your responsibility. If you recognize that, if you see that, take that initiative and deal with it so that conflict can go in Jesus name. Right. So that's the first thing that I learned is that, you know, you have to take initiative. You have to be the one that steps up to, to resolve that conflict at times. All right. Secondly, it might not always, it might not always end the way that you want it to. You know, there's been times that I have resolved conflict with that individual and things are great, man, you know, we're friends or whatever. And guess what? Unfortunately, there are times that I've had conflict with people that it just, I'm not buddies with them today. I'm not hanging out. I'm not DMing them or anything. And you know, it, it's okay from the standpoint is that I know I did my best to resolve conflict with them. And I tried to say, sorry, I tried to do those things and I tried to reach out. So I hope some of these things encourage you in regards to conflict. And here's what I really will wrap up saying on this podcast is that conflict is just, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. So if there's a person that you have issue with, if there's an unresolved issue, why don't you do what the Bible says and just go to that person and try to be, be, take initiative, be the leader. I don't even care if it's their fault or if you feel like it's their fault, whatever, just go because living with conflict and unresolved feelings and resentment and all these kind of things, it is not, trust me, it is not worth it. Uh, and I don't want to spend my life you know, being in conflict and, you know, in opposition to all these people. So there we go. Dealing with conflict on this podcast, Grace Point Daily. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you next time.